Hi, this is David Lucarelli, creator of the Children's Vampire Hunting Brigade, and you're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. <laughs> it's definitely not not the lead. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box with Juan Gavin Doyle, who's not not high. <laughs> definitely, maybe. <laughs> I wish I was that high as well. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. I'm Gabe. I'm Juan. You seem so far away. Tim died. (laughs) There were midgets everywhere. (laughs) Did he become fascinated with midgets? Michael Kirk took over his body. Possessed him. Speaking of possessions, today we're going to be talking about the Netflix original, brand new cherry flavor. Uh, based on a novel, and <laughs> it is Todd it's... Todd Grimson's novel. I don't believe it. I'm super fascinated to read the book because if this is the TV show that came out of it, I can only fucking imagine. It's probably slightly more cohesive too. I bet. I bet it's a lot more vulgar though. Could be. Brand new cherry flavors, an American horror drama streaming television limited series created by Nick Antasca and Lenore Zion, based on the novel of the same name by Todd Grimson. The cast includes Rosa Salazar, Catherine Keener, Eric Lang, Manny Jacinto, and Jeff Ward. The series premiered on Netflix on August 14th, 2021. Holy fuck, this is a show. Like. (laughs) So. Who suggested this? I did. For, but somebody suggested it to you, I think. My brother did. So that's a big part of why I wanted to talk about it. Which brother? Uh, Brian, that lives in Missouri. Okay. The new one. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the new the old new brother. flavored brother. <laughs> it's got an 80% critic score and an 81% audience score. Damn, that's another I'm one. actually, like... I'm really surprised that the audience score is that high. Me too. And I'm actually surprised that the critic score is not higher. I'm not. This movie felt like it was stroking the critical dick. Yeah, but also this movie... Give me an Emmy. (laughs) Come on, Hollywood! (laughs) This movie also has, like, a dude fisting someone through, like, her stomach pussy, though. Yeah, I mean... You gotta get it where you can get it. That was the weirdest fucking thing. So, so this is what... So give us a synopsis. So, the basic premise of the show is that... Uh, Lisa Nova is a writer and director who has made a short film that apparently has an incredible ending that you don't get to see till like way, way towards the end of the film or movie. Correct. I mean, like what? Probably episode five. It's deep. In. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's deep. More than halfway through. It's at least middle of the side chest vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Lisa takes her script and her. Or takes herself to L.A. because a producer wants to option her script, and he promises her like the world, like you'll be the director, you'll you know, you'll make the movie, you'll make the movie that you want to make, and then when she rejects his sexual advances, he proceeds to steal her movie from her and kind of like fuck her over, and then pretend like he didn't fuck her over, and that's when uh, Lisa meets Boro. And then shit goes really off the rails when she asks Boro to help her curse uh, Lou, who is the producer. 
Yeah, don't ever curse anybody. It's never worth it. <laughs> like, if you're gonna curse somebody, at least ask what's being, at, you know, what you're doing, what you're giving up. Yeah, she was just like, curse him. I don't care. Like, I she go never by asked. the 100 chicken scale too. Like, if it costs more than 100 chickens to get that curse applied, it's not worth it. <laughs> so uh, the curse basically is to get her movie back and set Lou's life on fire. And in the process, it plays out like the monkey's paw where, you know, she gets what she wants, but in like the most drastic and horrible way possible. That's more than the synopsis. Kind of explain the shit out of the show. <laughs> what sucks, watch no, what sucks, though, is like that barely scrapes the surface of like the show, but tells the entire plot. Yeah, like, it's true. It's so... Things will happen. It'll... So my favorite part is that by the time we get to where you see the horrifying ending, I said we've seen the actual movie probably 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. Of at this point, I don't think I would have made it to the ending because it's god awful. Like, yeah. Like everybody's like, it's the best thing ever. And I was like, it is hot garbage until she rips the eye out of her face and eats it. So. Which comes out of nowhere. I mean, you got to remember, too, though, it's, it's a short film. And what we've seen of the movie is probably the whole movie. Yeah. Which is like total five minutes. Like that shit's over That's before it she's starts. Like, she's like 1920s overacting it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Peyote makes her eat her own eye. I just love her response when she finally sees the footage and she's like, You let me eat my eye? Like you both were fucking high out of your minds. Of course she let you eat your eye. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have stopped anybody. There was no time to stop it. It was just like plop <laughs> in the mouth. Hand, eye, eye, mouth, chew. Like it was down. So the thing that makes this show like more than like the sum of its parts in a lot of way is just the visual, the special effects. Like it's super gory, uh, but in like the weirdest way. But yeah. it's like blood and I mean, there is, but. It's more just the side pussy that's just... And the vomiting cats. <laughs> yeah. Was that really ever explained? Like, she's feeding so, off of her from the blood of the cats? Right, but the, the cats that are coming out of her are the parts of the jaguar spirit that's inside of her. Yeah, she's slowly stripping her power. Away. Remember like, how she, like, burst the dude into flames yeah. at the party? God damn it, that was fucking crazy, too. <laughs> and that guy got a little bit more than he deserved. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> he was oh, yeah. Music, but eh, it was a little too much. So... Obviously, when I saw this was based on a book, I went and started, like, reading, like, some reviews of the book because I'm interested in reading it now. And almost all of them talk about how her response and, like, what the curse does to Lou in the book is so much, like, beyond, like, what she should have done based on what happened to her. Yeah. That, like, that's definitely a thing. Like, by the time... By the time you get to the end of this show, I don't feel like there's anybody that's really sympathetic and still alive. No, definitely not. I don't think by the time you get to the middle of this show, there's anybody that's still sympathetic. Roy, I think, is. And he doesn't die till the very last episode. And he dies like... Man, he fucking dies, he dies. He dies, dies, but he doesn't really show anything like he doesn't do anything he's there to be like the macho dude and then she's and then he tries to pull out his gun and he's just like ah, 
He's fucking dead. Like, it was kind of lame. It was crazy. No, I thought it was interesting because it, like, came completely out of nowhere. It it definitely did. It's just like, boom, getting head chopped off. That, to me, was like, (laughs) you know, like, every morning, I'm assuming, or not every morning, but as they were planning the movie, there's probably, like, a white dry erase board on the back. Mm -hmm. And, like, I swear the top line of it just says, what shouldn't like what shouldn't happen right here, and then that happens. Yeah, like, and they just beat the shit out of that to me. Like it was like by the fifth or sixth episode, I was like, it's getting just too much. Like, can we even out somewhere? <laughs> I like that. I like that it got finished with the story. Um, I think yeah, I think like episode six and seven drag a little I just bit. Thought they were tryhardy, like a little bit way too much, especially towards the end. Like, and I think that's really the only thing it suffers for. Honestly, this could have been like a six-episode series, and I think it would have been a little bit better. But they're definitely wearing like their pedigree on their sleeve. Like they name drop directors, they use sets that are like remarkably similar to stuff that like um, that uh, David Lynch uses. Like her apartment in the abandoned apartment building looks a ton like the apartment from Blue Velvet. Like in a lot of the scenes. Um, they they do stuff like uh, like when she's talking about go into his head like it's a house and just wander around like it's a clear like in my brain it's a clear nod to like you know Charlie Kaufman's being John Malkovich like there's a lot of things where they're like it's the thing that Quentin Tarantino does but like done a little more ham fistedly like instead of <laughs> instead of using a shot that's similar to a shot in another movie they're like literally telling you like we're trying to evoke like being John Malkovich we're trying to evoke you know Verhoeven and and David Cronenberg like the scene where he puts his hand inside of like her through the side is right out of uh Videodrome yeah. Like, that's how he keeps the gun that's in his stomach. And then he pulls it out of his stomach badge and shoots somebody with <laughs> So, his are meat you gun. in for stomach vagina if Mel all of a sudden was like, look, I got a vagina on my side? Hey, man, if it's hot in the moment, it's hot in the moment. He went deep, too. Dude, he, he was went like, like elbow, elbow deep. deep. Yeah. yeah, that was nuts. He jumped a little too into it. That's, like, <laughs> that's one of the things of like, tried a bit too hard, I felt like. Like, I feel like. Obviously, we by the end, we know why it doesn't creep him out. But if I was her, I'd be like, why isn't this creeping you out? <laughs> like, I think I would why do you think it's not creeping him out? Because he's a, not a good guy at the end. Yeah, he is. He's a good guy. Well, she's using him. Like, the, moot, the witch chick is using the, guy, the actor dude. He, like, steps out from behind, like, the little greens at the end, like, one of the episodes. Well, yeah, but he was about he was to, save to save her. I know, but... I totally did not read as, that. I think he started out as a... You're like a plant, and then fell in love with her type deal, and then was there to save her at that moment, right? Oh, I guess I didn't pick that up at all. That's what I thought was happening there, because he steps out just like one of those perfect moments where she's like, ha-ha, you're fucked. It's like, yeah, actually, I guess I, I didn't get I that. I thought she just knew that he was there, and she was just like, hey, step out, jackass, like, I know you're here. Mm-mm. Yeah, I guess I, I read that, that totally like, different. Step out, like, see, bitch, like, huh. I got, a, I got every angle covered. So, I think one of the things that this does really good is, like, in South American literature, there's a lot of magical realism, where, like, crazy magical things happen in, like, a seemingly normal world, 
And I think that's one of the things this does really well. And I think when you start thinking that way, that there's like real magic happening and different things are going on, it's easy to gloss over some of the stuff that doesn't make sense that he would do or wouldn't do because like even in the scene where they're having sex for her to have the sex magic, like there's always that chance that the same kind of like spirit that's over him while they're having sex magic in that moment is the same like in is like the same in other circumstances too. Like I don't know, it was it did it did a lot no, of good I, stuff. I was with you thirty percent of the way through that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you just kept throwing that boulder down the hill. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. You're just high. I know. <laughs> I so for as fucking weird as it was, I I enjoyed it. I think like it, I you're right. It probably a lot of the things don't make sense, but I don't know that they were meant to no, it's not the whole that it way. Makes sense. It's just that it's like. It felt repetitive, like Game of Thrones killing the good guy felt repetitive yes. to me. I was like, I felt like I was getting beat up as I watched it. I'm like, now I guess that's like kind of a visceral experience they might have wanted you to have. I didn't thoroughly enjoy it. That's why I thought critics would, because they just love like flashlighting themselves. But <laughs> I guess it wasn't a thing. I, uh, that's what it felt like to me. It's just like, again, we're killing the unexpected character again. Like, the. Cat's coming out of where now? Like, this guy is, <laughs> I like well, that she's co- like, tell her I'll go back to puking yeah. him up. <laughs> it only comes out of some place different that one time. Mm-hmm. It was very weird. Yeah, it was crazy looking. The whole thing is crazy looking. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, one dude's like, side pussy. <laughs> I've seen one of these since 82. <laughs> Oh shit! I'll give it a sixty-seven. Ooh, that's a lot lower than I think. Yeah, it's even lower than I was gonna give it. Honestly, you think? Yeah. Like, see, you guys say the weirdest thing. You're like, I like it. Sixty-two. You're like, I do. I do like it. It was pretty good. <laughs> Ninety-five. <laughs> what? I like lows. I think I'm like seventy-two. I'm low C. Uh, that's not that much lower than me. You're D. You're barely passing. I'm average. Well, I didn't say I like it. You did. That's what's. I did. I. It's not like I want. I'm going to go watch it again. But so I, I had the. It. I had the weirdest experience where, like, I binge watched this, and as soon as I was done, I wanted to rewatch it to see what kind of weird shit I had missed. Like, I did get that same feeling on a few of the episodes where I was like, "Not every what the fuck really happened in that episode." <laughs> um, I think I give this show like an like an eighty. Like, I really enjoyed it. Like, I really like that it wraps itself up and is, like, really a limited series. Like, like it, Tim really liked the show, too. Yeah, it doesn't have to, like, it doesn't have to have a second season. I'd be completely happy with that. I don't think so, either. I don't think any revisitation of these characters can do anything but harm. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it will have a second season. <laughs> she is pretty awful. Yeah. Like... I like. I do She's like the worst. That at the end, she gets everything she wants and just leaves it, like just walks away from it. <laughs> He's all, "Let's use the actor." No, 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 no. I changed my mind on using him. No, we're yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he lost his head. That's what she should have said. So seventy-three is what we gave it. Nice. I think just, Tim liked it a lot too, though. So I think it'll bump up. It'll probably, probably. go up a little bit. Yeah, I bet he's like kind of in the same range, like in the eighties. 
Like, a part of me wants to give it more, but there's definitely, like, two dead episodes in there. Like, I feel like six and seven really meandered their way through it and could have been done cohesively as, like... I feel like those last three episodes could be, like, one long episode. Like a 90-minute episode. I also feel like the pirate succumbed to evil, like, really, really quick. Like, it was a weird thing for me to... What's that? The pirate, the lady with the one eye. No, she was pretty upset from the beginning because, you know... I think she was upset, but I, I don't know. It seemed a little too... That's too why, easy. But you got to remember... thing about like what every character felt that way to me. It's just like, you broke into my house to steal my dad's pubes to get a curse? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him anyway. Like, everyone was just had that nonchalant, like, guess we're doing this. And like what's weird is I feel like that's a huge... Like, it feels like every David Lynch movie I've ever seen, where just, like, random shit will happen and people just accept it for, like, no reason. Like, I don't know. It was... It was cool. The guy who got his pubes taken, even, was just like, all right, take my pubes. Yeah. Here's my pubes. Take them. Do what you want. And and then shit got super real. I'm interested to see how these the hiccup curse would have played out. I think we did. Like, I think he just, like, couldn't stop hiccuping until even to he the stopped. very end. He stopped. Because he was itching, too, the bug bites. Oh, that his was the other got, crazy scene. His son got bit by a spider and had a painful erection that wouldn't go away. <laughs> and then he fucking died from it. <laughs> like, could you imagine boner if death? the last more than four hours, you gotta call me. <laughs> <laughs> fucking draining blood out of his dick. And the nurse is like, you're going to feel a little uncomfortable. I'm like, I feel uncomfortable. It's not fucking happening to me. <laughs> the eye, the, the flatworm eye was pretty cool. Yeah. Jesus. When he just fucking hoovers up that pollen that and the bug goes right into his nose, you're like, well, that's going to be awful <laughs> in about two episodes. <laughs> fucking zombie son eats the worm. <laughs> Dude, the zombie son was so heartbreaking and hilarious all at the same time. Like, that's the other thing this show does is it's it's fucking gross and it's well, really yeah. weird. But I laughed like, but it was never like ah ha ha ha. It was always like, huh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking tore the dude's neck off, and they're like. Self-defense, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I fucking ate him. <laughs> Moment she turns into the jaguar. I loved it. I, I think it's good. I think I gave it exactly the score I want to give it, 80. Cool. Like yeah. I said, I had to bump it down because I got to, I think, episode six or seven, and then had to, like, fight to watch the rest of it because it died real hard. And then it comes back a little bit, but... Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun show, and yeah, take us out, sir. I think we've we've said all we can say. If you like stuff like this, there's definitely a ton of shit like this. Like you could literally watch any <laughs> David Cronenberg movie or David yeah, I Lynch say movie. I never seen no side yes. vagina. I bet there's a shit. I bet I could come up with a list of like 25 movies that are sure. pretty much in the same vein as this. Sure. 
Anyway, with that said, be sure to check us out uh, TOTLB.com. And, of course, you can find all of our social medias there. Go to Patreon.com slash TOTLB. And uh, you can also find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash thinking outside the long We're box. only like one or two away from 300. That's awesome. So probably by the time you hear this, it'll be at 300. Yeah. And then give us a call on 970-405-99. Nope, that's my own <laughs> phone number. Please edit that out. <laughs> I guess I didn't nope. finish it. So uh, 970-573-6148. There was once a midget that had my phone number, and now it's dead. Until next time, <laughs> I've been Gabe. <laughs> that's, bitch tried to call me. That's Doyle. Sorry. He's not high, high. No, Are you no. Doyle? Huh? I'm one. <laughs> Bye. We, we, we started that really fast. on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production! Ah!